kind of crap. This is my drag studio. Ooh, fancy. That's awesome, but man. It's a mess right now. It looks like a fat tranny exploded on the floor. That's okay. <laughs> I've, I've actually seen As that. As you do. I've actually seen that happen before. Jeez. <laughs> well, it's, hey, nice to make your acquaintance. I've actually met you before once. Uh, actually, twice. At a, uh, I handed you a rose at a uh, one of the uh, New Era shows. Oh, okay. It was really right. sweet. You were very nice to me. You... Oh, I try. I do my best. <laughs> I don't know. She left me for a couple of assholes from Ohio, so. <laughs> I know. Well. Well, Tony, I, mean, you know, I don't know how to tell you this, man, but, you know, sometimes there's the bigger, better man wins the woman. I told you I paid for him. I wanted to get my money worth. Money's worth. That's true. <laughs> Sad thing was, it was my money. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, all right, all right. What, 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 what? Well, funny thing, though, Jake is freaking in town tonight, actually. One of them is. I saw that. I saw wow. the primos. What is this story? Let's hear this. Oh, when we brought in OVE. Oh, uh, shit. The whole, yeah, the whole joke was freaking, um, the whole story was that uh, we, were, we were the tag champs, and we wanted real competition. And so Alexis Vane brought in... OBE for us to wrestle at the anniversary show last year or 2019 and uh the month before we lost the tag titles to the night terrors but we still had we still got the match because alexis bain had paid for it out of pocket oh and that was obviously your money (laughs) yeah i pocket it was just out of pocket everyone knows drag queens are always broke <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. See, there, yeah. There's makeup, there's wigs, there's costumes, there's alcohol, there's uh, Uber rides home, there's paying people to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> there's 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 piss. Dude, the only time I've ever had a problem with a drag queen was because uh, we used to I used to DJ a lot of gay bars in uh, in Oklahoma City, um, like. Uh, I never got to DJ the lesbian bar because that was a shit kicker lesbian bar. And by shit kicker, I mean it was like like a country bar. It was fucking. It was called Partner. It was, it was crazy. Um, the only time I had a problem was I remember we were doing a show at the High Low, and one of the drag queens just straight up grabbed my dick, and I almost laid her the fuck out, man. Like like you can't <laughs> like. I mean, like, no touchy touchy. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind being like, I mean, like at the time, like I was pretty skanky, but I didn't mind being touched. But like, I mean, like, buy me a drink first. But like, man, just like it's okay to just grab a dick. Like, I mean, like the whole shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Not, (laughs) not just a quick little ball tickle. Uh, No, man. But like, Uh it's it's a it's a wonderful culture. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoy it. I've there's so many great things about it. I really believe everyone should 
should learn. You ever done the, uh, the, the, uh, drag queens read the little kids thing? No, I actually haven't. No you, reason why, really, but I just, it never, the opportunity never presented itself. Well, uh, how did you and Morales meet? Like, uh, this is, this is such a great dynamic, because Morales just knows everybody. We, do you want to tell the story? I met her. She was in her bra and panties this one time. <laughs> true, true story. True story. No, uh, first time we ever, first time I ever met her, she was at a, uh, we were at a primo show in Colorado and, uh, she was in a bra and panties match with, I believe cemetery baby. Yep. Yep. And it was really funny. Cause I was just like, you know, screw it. I'll see what else. I, I hadn't actually met her yet, but I was in the crowd because I had already wrestled my match that night. And I was, it turns out I was right behind two very tall queens mm-hmm. that were very friendly with her. And I was in the back. I was, you know, just kind of being a jackass, kind of just being like, oh, take it off, take it off. <laughs> and I, I remember they gave me the legitimate, dirtiest looks I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> And I was just like, I don't know, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to help probably out, just trying to play along with the crowd. Well, how did you, and, and, but meanwhile, Alexis is actually taking it off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I lost. I lost. Yeah. I think the first time we actually met though, I had actually, I had cut this scathing promo about, um, on cemetery baby. Like I think the next show, and I'd gone out there talking about I was I was injured. I had messed up my elbow in a triple threat match. And I cut this promo talking about how um, I had, you know, given literally given my body four primos and gotten nothing in return while the owner's skanky girlfriend was given opportunity after opportunity <laughs> of course. for being the skanky girlfriend. You know, she, she was, you know, and I was like, I, I didn't clear it with anybody. Didn't say, I, I didn't say what I was, I didn't I was, tell anybody what I was going to say. And I made it a point to get with her after the show at this, um, uh, what was it? It was like a, a restaurant inside a gas station. Sounds great. Delicious. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was one of those places where, you know, you got seconds free because, you know, you had to pay for you didn't have to pay for the seconds. It was amazing. Oh, I know which I know what you're talking about. I know where you're talking about. And I, I had met Alexis. Uh, it was Cemetery Baby. Alexis and Steven were there, and it was uh, the first time I'd ever actually been formally introduced to Alexis. Yeah. And we've been best buds ever since. Over some, yeah. Over some gas station sushi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you never try the sushi. Jesus Christ, man. Are you crazy? Never tried the sushi. No. <laughs> I think it might have been a chicken, like a chicken fried chicken kind of night or chicken fried steak, right. something along those lines. I'll call you like, I'm going to do it, man. I'm finally going to end it. Like, <laughs> I'm at the gas station. <laughs> Not the sushi. Not anything but the sushi. She hurt next me, thing you know, next, next thing you know, the cast from SNL are over here singing at you about the sushi. My wife right. loves that freaking bit from uh, the LaGuardia. Oh my god, that was uh, you're talking about the, every time Mulaney does the show, they do one of mm-hmm. those the, they did the they they did the sushi, they did using the bodega bathroom. <laughs> Dude, the bodega bathroom's the best one. <laughs> the bodega bathroom. Every, or that and the um when him and Pete Davidson go off about the mule. Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Oh the mule bit is 
by far the greatest thing ever. I keep going off on my wife about we got to go see Su- like, I want to go see Suicide Squad anyway. And I'm like, you just want to go because your friend Pete Davidson's going to be in it. Oh yeah. She's like, I don't know the guy. I'm like, you watch enough SNL, you're basically best friends. <laughs> well, uh, Alexis, this is about you. Like, uh, what was your first impression of Mr. Morales here? Because uh, he is a professional asshole, and I'm not wrong. I always tell Mr. Morales there that I should have a gossip show. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, going. Oh, dude. Like, we just the tell dirt. the tea. We tell the tea. Air all the dirt. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, oh. I can't, which is why we need to organize that on this actual show. <laughs> we already do Minefields. We have to, to do Minefields X-rated after dark. <laughs> Straight huh? after dark. Oh, okay. And that, and that is a shizoot. Oh, that is, that is, okay, gotcha. So it's like, oh man, mindfulness. I like Alexis. Alexis, you got dirt on air, but it. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Right. Oh, oh Miss Alexis, how many, how many, uh, how many download brothers have approached you that come off as ladies, man? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you mean like wrestlers or no. just in. <laughs> It just, it just in general, but wrestlers definitely, man. Like it's like from it hasn't been up until like the past couple of years. Like was it uh, was it who was in primetime players? It was uh, Darren uh, Darren Young, Darren Young, and Titus O'Neil were primetime players. Yeah, like Darren was the first one that wasn't really ousted because he was gay. But then we've also got like things like um, Chris Canyon. I mean, like it's only been recent that it's okay to be out. Shit, man, it's been like it's been since AEW. Like, deal with it or fuck you, right? I know. Well, it's eh. really strange. like now there's like so many trans people, drag people, and I think when I first started doing um, wrestling, there wasn't really anybody. I mean, there were like gay characters, but they weren't actually gay people. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that. The only other one that I know was Hodo Hodo Loco. Hodo. Yeah, Hodo Loco was another one from. He was a local boy from Colorado Springs. Hodo yeah. Loco, he actually went by that. Yeah, that was, that was his gimmick. He was a a gay luchador. Well, you know what that means, he, right? Mm hmm. Oh damn! I know what he. I know what it means. He knows what it means. That's ballsy. That, that was that's, that's, that was that's, what he wanted to do. That's cool, man. I dig it. Yeah, uh, there well, was one when I first uh, like maybe I was two years in. There was another gentleman who's his name i don't remember his name at the moment but he went by c was uh started off as f dog and then he ended up becoming sparkles once he decided (laughs) to be okay with it and he was sparkles for maybe six months to a year i think and then he just kind of fell off well we gotta haven't been a whole especially not 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 in the colorado scene i don't really think there's been many of them i had a good buddy who was uh from um in uh, missouri kansas feds and actually did a little bit of work for ring of honor and he came, he ended up coming out and he actually talked about how like of all the people he knew in life like the the wrestling folk were the most readily accepting of it like nobody it was like okay cool well let's go get a beer like nothing nothing too crazy nobody ever you know never had any issues with it just kind of just kind of was what it was now we got to make sure we pay attention yeah. to mr alexis here because you and i are both in the jazz from today yeah mm. I, 
Hmm. <laughs> I want to hear about this scandal, but I, that'll have to be a conversation for later. So. Well, that'll, that'll be minefields. <laughs> not, even, not even really. Much, there's not even really much scandal. It's just, nope, just no. it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, they're they're trying to you know trying to be shady about stuff, putting on Facebook before they even you know talk to the person involved. Yeah, and that's that's bad business. Bad like business. at least be a man about it. And call somebody back. Call somebody for the first time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We we weren't hiding nothing. Nope. Well, Miss Alexis Ooh. here. All right. So like, all right. So I want to get back to my original question. Have you been like? Because I really want to explore the drag culture here, and uh, there's a lot of ins and outs that I've, I've explore or exploit. <laughs> Uh, both actually. I mean, like <laughs> both actually. I mean, to be honest, like I mean, yeah. just brass tacks here. Like you know, uh, call a spade a spade, but like hey, drag culture is meant to be exploited. That's what you're there for. Right. That's why you're having fun, right? Yes, it's, I, I'm just pure trash. I always admit it. I don't, I don't <laughs> sugar. <laughs> uh, it's 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 one of my favorite cultures because there's there's so many ins and outs. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this because, like, we've been like dominating the conversation so far, and I apologize. Um, no, it's all right. Is it's my experience in it because I was I was in a uh, a gay ba- a queer band uh, called Rat Raquette back in Oklahoma City, and I was the only uh, I was the straightest one there to tell you the truth, like to to put to put it in perspective, which basically meant I was the gay guy of the band, and. Um, you were the weirdo yeah i was the weirdo i was the drunk (laughs) but um it was a lot of a lot of wonderful beautiful people that had a lot of shining light in them that had been dulled by their upbringing whether it was good or bad or they got the support they needed but it was mostly a lot of vag like it's just like resume it's gypsies and uh, it's it's gypsies and uh in um, vagabonds vagabonds and that are finding surrogate families. How yeah, do you, I, uh, is, is that fair? I, oh yeah. Well, I mean, it is. I'm sure it is for some people. Like my family was never like heard about anything with me. Mm-hmm. I was lucky. I lo- you know, there are people who don't have that pleasure of having their family being accepting. But um, my family's always fine with me and like I moved back to Pennsylvania a couple of years ago and um to be with be around the family and stuff more and because my husband wanted to retire and it's so much cheaper here but mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think the re- what's that yeah, I said that. I'm just agreeing with you um the wrestling culture and the drag culture actually isn't all that different I mean I think wrestling's kind of like a family too um and drag definitely like in Colorado, I had like really good friends that were like my sisters and, um, but like my real fam, my real drag family are here. Um, cause it's like, I don't want to say it's like a house, but, um, if you've ever watched, have you ever seen posed pose? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's we have a drag family like that here, not quite on the same degree. Like we don't all live in the same house or anything, and I pay nobody's bills. But um, I have a drag daughter that she started out um, a little bit after I did, and um, she actually won all kind of 
things like she was Miss Gay Pennsylvania and everything. Wonderful. What's her name, man? Put her over. Oh, Tequila Daniels. Love the name. Yeah, and um, she she actually built the house. Uh, I'm technically the grandmother of the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, Tequila's, you know, she actually is the one who built the whole family that we have. But I get to be the matriarch, I guess, of the clan so it's a lot of fun we're just all friends and we have a great time together so like brunches like sharing dinners like like everyone sharing everything yeah yeah pretty much hanging out you know just gossiping and talking trash and like i said just like wrestling just like me and tony all the time Amen to that. Tony's a Tony's a meteor. He's a comet. Like he he, he just spirals in your life, and like you're you're, you're just stuck with him. Right. I know. Trying, I've been trying to break up with him for weeks. <laughs> like a fungus. Let me go. <laughs> nah, he's 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 one Stage of my five clinger. He's one. Of, yeah, he's one of my best friends, man. That's one of the best things ever, man. Yeah. Like uh, we got him on the show, but uh, do you uh, if if. Uh, we didn't go. Uh, we immediately started recording when we started talking. So uh, if there's anything that comes up that you don't want to talk about, just throw up the X, and uh, oh. we'll 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 transition out of it. But I'd, I'd really like to, to our listeners to get a good idea of what the culture's like. Um, how old were you when you realized you were gay? Oh God, I don't know. You know, I I don't know if it was so much a, a age that I realized I was gay, but I remember when I was a kid, when I was a kid, which was probably kind of shocking to my friend at the time, my best friend at the time. We're still friends, mm-hmm. um, but like we would play, you know, whatever, you know, how kids play different things. But I'd always be the girl. I'd always be the woman. I was like 99 if we played Get, Get Smart. Smart. I was, yeah, I was Daisy Duke if we played the Dukes of Hazard. I was Batgirl if we played Batman, and and I always was. And I don't know why it it didn't seem strange to anybody at the time, but sounds to like, me, I was just having a day. I didn't, you know. Sounds like you had a loving environment, man. Like uh, I, I always, tell, I always tell everyone, uh, women can be anything they want, except Ghostbusters. <laughs> you're Janine <laughs> right you're... I, been, I had the Janine action figure actually the pink one with the where if you pull yep up, with the when her glasses came out and her hair went up in the air I got that for Christmas uh but I think uh, it was Christmas 1988 I got her I got the firehouse and I got her bug that if you push the bug down it turned into like a big mantis her remember? oh not Remember she had the v- I still have that. It was she had a VW bug and it was it was she was my favorite action figure because it was like I didn't have any chick action figures. Oh my gosh. I had all I had so many. So I used to have um like I got the She-Ra dolls and stuff. Nice. But I do their I do their hair and I'd make them outfits and like we always use our action figures and then we did like wrestling. We played wrestling, so like I would do their makeup and their hair and and I was always the girls when we played action figures, too. So, like, uh, what year are we talking about here? We're talking action figures. Uh, obviously, you're not going to tell us your age, <laughs> but, like, what, what, what year um, are we talking about? No, like, I don't care. We're Probably 80s, early 80s. 83, 84? Yeah. Yeah. Back, I guess, yeah. 80, 87, I don't know. 
was was it a big deal was it a big deal to come out to people um well i think it was more a big deal to me than it was to actually anybody else nobody else really seemed to care like they already knew no no they just were like oh well okay that's that's nice i don't know it wasn't it just wasn't much of an issue no not at all why was it a big deal to you was it just so they know because well well because i well i didn't know how people would react and i didn't know i mean i'm from i grew up in pennsylvania when i was a kid um I could tell you the name of it, but you never would have heard of it in your life. <laughs> Try me. There was, it's called Helfenstein. Nope. Nope. And there's probably about less than 100 people that live there. So, um, Oh, wow. Yeah, which makes for interesting time, you know. But <laughs> Take um, all the gossip. You know everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like the coal region, so it's like a lot of rough and tumbling people in this area yeah yeah. but um it's still i didn't really i don't know it didn't really change anything in my life that's a big deal like that's like that's a anomaly like you can't just come out as gay in in a town of a hundred or maybe 102 people and for everything to be okay were you Right. Were you bullied? Were you um, ostracized? Well, I was old. I was older. I was like twenty five when I came out, so I wasn't really like I. I don't know. I didn't really have to deal with anybody, and then I didn't. I didn't really stay here that long either because I moved to Colorado. Then not too long after. Well, before we get to like jumping that far ahead, like uh, you're you're in Pennsylvania. Like, uh, how? What was your first? Um, I always think of it like the way when you're a kid and like, cause I'm Mexican. So like we're supposed to eat hot chili and salsa. Like, you know, we're a kid. We're like, you know, dip the, the tip of the, the, the Tostito and, and, and just a tiny bit and like, Oh, I'm eating some salsa, but you just barely got it wet. Um, in that sort of, uh, same frequency, what was your first, uh, encounter with the culture? Oh, um, I'm sure it was the internet, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that was where I first, you know, met people that were like that. Um, but my first, I guess my first like real encounter was, um, we used to have this gay bar here called the rainbow Inn, And I met a few people online and they're like, Oh, you should come to the, you know, you should come up and check it out. And, I went up and it was great. You know, they used to have drag shows every Friday. And this was before I like did drag as a, I mean, I, I was a woman for Halloween for as long as I can remember. Um, but, um, that was the first time I actually seen other drag Queens perform live. What was your reaction? Like what was going through your head? Um, I don't know. I just thought they were cool. I just, I enjoyed it. I didn't, it was, it was, <laughs> even though it was a gay bar, it was like rough and tumbling. I'm telling you, these people around here are crazy, but, um, they were, there'd be like fist fights all the time in the bar, people rolling all over the pool table, punching each other. And 
drag queens that began pissed off at each other and ripping each other's wigs off. And, and then it, was, <laughs> it was, I'm telling you, there was this bouncer. Her name was Big Kathy. Big Kathy? Was, Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. And she was like, she was probably like 300 pounds. Nobody messed with her. I used to throw men out the door before. I, I would never fuck oh, with wow. anyone named fucking Big Kathy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. Did this place, uh, please tell me this place still exists and it's still the same same sort of environment? No. No, it's gone. It's oh, gone. The uh, Most of the... The most of the what? Like, most of the great ones are gone now. I mean, even like BJ's Carousel out in Denver was like the best drag bar. I mean, it was kind of divey, but it was like, if you were in the drag culture out there, that was like your home pretty much. What happened we to would it? Do like COVID? It closed. It closed. Do you know where the dive-in is now? Yeah. It, that's what, that was BJ's carousel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, we used to do like three or two shows a night, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday. Well, you're you're fast forwarding here. We, we're running, we're we're no. we're going through a timeline here. Okay, so you're meeting people. Okay. You're you're talking to people on the internet. You go to this awesome place guarded by Big Kathy, which Morales put that on yeah. the uh, put that on the agenda that that needs to be an actual character in one of the books we write or one of the storylines we do. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Big Kathy. We need a Big Kathy. I mean, the, yep. the, there's always a Big Bertha, but a Big Kathy. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sensing like a mullet. Oh, has to be. Well, she had kind of like a like a pixie kind of haircut. She so, have a, okay. She have a pretty face, but like giant body. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But are we talking? Uh, 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 we talking John Goodman in a flannel flannel uh, shirt here? Not quite that. Maybe maybe plain's a better word. She was more like plain, more. Like if you would, if you think of like a lesbian, she was more like a a butch lesbian, I guess, but not like I don't know. Was she nice? Hard. Like I'm so intrigued about well, Big Kathy. Nice, as long as you give her any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the best side nice. character we've had so far. Did Did she have a finishing move to anyone she was like going out? Probably did. I wonder whatever happened to her. I'll have to ask Tequila because, like I said, I haven't been around this area for a long time and I'm just getting back into it but I wonder whatever happened to Kathy I hope she's happy because she sounds like the, one of the coolest people I've never met yeah <laughs> pretty good well, so alright so we said do, do a whole thing we're going to hunt for big Kathy um, dude we're doing that <laughs> so we're, doing, <laughs> we're going to Pennsylvania just to hunt down like this woman we've never met a Bigfoot you know oh yeah she's exactly there she a big is. Kathy sighting um <laughs> There she is driving but, her Subaru. Send <laughs> <laughs> me the VW Bug. Oh, it's good. Oh. I'm trying to think if I, I, I think I knew. Well, I knew Tequila before I started going to Rainbow Inn, so I guess that I knew another gay person before, because like Gay.com was big back back at that time. Yeah. It was kind of like had your regions on it, and then you could chat with people in your area. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And Hila and um, 
we uh, I was like, oh, you should try drag. And she's like, what's that? And then so that's how I got her into drag. Um, but so I met her and I know we used to sneak her into the Rainbow Inn because she was only 18 um, at the time. So I guess I must have met her before I went to the Rainbow Inn. And I actually have a really funny story, too. Let's go for it. Oh, do tell. I don't know if I should tell the story. But anyway, so <laughs> I met this person on gay.com. This was like, like I said, long, long, long time ago. Um, and he's like, oh, you want to meet up? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so we not hook up, but just, you know, meet up and. So I drove to Hazleton, which is about mm, 45 minutes away or so. And um, he, I was waiting there, waiting. I'm like, oh, this guy's not coming, whatever. We met at like the mall. We were going to meet at the mall. So I said, oh, well, I'll meet you outside. So this guy pulls up in this car that I swear to God was held together with duct tape (laughs) and (laughs) like running the engine. And I'm like, oh, my God only me so we were gonna hang out that day you know and stuff and like oh i'm like i gotta get out of here so i I was too stupid or naive at the time i guess to just get in my car and leave and just you know whatever he didn't know who i was so i could have just took off and he would have never knew the difference he would have just thought i never showed up but i was like okay so i'm talking to this guy i'm like oh my god i gotta get out of here this guy is just Mm, not for me. What, what was up with him? He was just really weird. Like his car was falling apart, and uh, it was a mess. He was a scrub. <laughs> yes, <he was> scrub. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I forgot my nephew's birthday was today. I just remembered it that they're having a birthday party for him, so I gotta go. So I go <laughs> home, and I was like, oh shit. Well, that sucks. Well, I'm gonna go to the Rainbow Inn tonight, right? So uh-huh. I go to the Rainbow Inn and who's there with my friends? <laughs> I, I'm like, oh my God, I know. And then I kind of just pretend like I didn't know who he was. <laughs> even, even better. I know. You're like, my name's Wilfredo. Hola. Oh, God. That was horror. That was terrible. <laughs> so what year was that? Um, geez, what year was that? Probably, oh, maybe 98. So you're just getting, you're, have you even started doing drag yet? Um, not really. I didn't really start doing like serious drag until like maybe 99. When did you start fantasizing about doing it? Like, obviously, you, you, well, I always wanted to. I always kind of wanted to be Cher, but I mean, I guess that's kind of like fantasizing about it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Cher, man. I love that woman. Me too. Did you you see the X-Files episode about her? I did. The one with the deformed guy. Postmodern Prometheus. Yes. Yes, it was. It was one of the best episodes ever. What's that? It's one of the best episodes ever. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Yep. Uh, uh, to put you up to speed, Tony, uh, there is a uh, deformed man that is breaking into people's homes and impregnating women. And 
they're always oh, wow. finding share uh, music playing. And the reason why is because uh, the movie Mask. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. The movie Mask, where Cher was the, the good mom to Rocky Dennis, mm-hmm. and it, she, he was all about, like, they, they even, didn't they take him to, like, a Cher show at the end? Yeah, yeah, like, I think they had, like, an impersonator or something on the stage, but, oh, yeah. 100%. Well, okay, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're stopping dead on Cher, right? Like, let's... Right. <laughs> how, how did you find Cher? How did I find Cher? Um, you know, how I found Cher was I was watching... I think I was watching MTV, and at the time, like, I didn't really even discover Cher until 1987 or so. Um, because I guess she didn't really have a lot going on between when I was a kid was more Cindy Lauper and Dolly Parton, who I also loved. Um, and, uh, Liza Minnelli, I really loved when I was a kid. Um, but I was watching MTV in like 1987 and her video for, I found someone was on and she like is walking down the railroad tracks in like, a a chain link mini dress. I remember that with video. stockings. And I was like, that is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, nice best. And then I was just like, I just had to watch everything and get all of her music. And I have every album she's ever made since the sixties with Sunny. So my mom took me to see mermaids in the theater. I still have. Oh, nice! I still have mermaids on cassette. My mom gave me that old cassette. Like, how does it go? Uh, it's in, in his, his kiss. kiss. Yeah, the shoop shoop song. It's in his kiss. That's where it is. <laughs> oh yeah. How about the way he acts? Oh no, that's not the way. <laughs> Sorry. Like. <laughs> I feel karaoke coming up in. June. I can show you my. So this is. Wait. This is the. I don't know if you can see it or if it just goes all dark. This is actually my drag desk. So I have Cher and Diana Ross and Cindy Lauper, Dolly Parton all over it. Where's Madonna? I like, I'm not. I I like her music, but I'm not like a huge Madonna fan. This interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 where Josh draws the line, right? <laughs> There you are. Good to see your face, man. Let's see the face. Let's see the smile. Look at you. You're beautiful, man. I know. You don't want to see my fat head. No, I want to um, see your fat head. Look at you. You're, you're, you're gorgeous, man. That's one of the best I parts. I feel like I should put a wig on. Hey, go put a wig on if you want to, man, if it makes you feel comfortable. Right. No, it's it's like y- y'all, are, y'all are beautiful. It's one of the best things about it is there's one of the best things about it is there's a lot of – it's not the makeup. It's not the wig. It's the essence. People always tell me, oh, you make a better woman than you do a man. I'm like, I know. It's sad. (laughs) Well, not sad, really. Does that bother you? No, not really. I just don't want to go through all the work to look like that all the time. Like a man? Like, I have to get... Or like... No, I have to give it up to, to like, trannies because that's a lot of work. And then to do it every day, that's like... I couldn't do it. How... Have you ever bumped into someone that enjoyed you in, dra- in drag and then realized who you were, you know, shoot life? Um, actually, at the wrestling shows, there's been a lot of times that people don't even know that I'm a drag queen, that they think I'm a woman. You do a pretty good job, man. 
because I never, because like as Alexis in New Era, I never really played a drag queen. I guess when I was with Brokeback Philly, I did a little bit, but like after we started doing the Vanity Inc. things and stuff, I just more like played a woman, kind of like Di- Divine playing a character in a John Waters movie. Right. I'm, I'm, not fami- never... I'm not familiar with John Waters or Divine or Pink Flamingos or uh, Hairspray or um, her unfortunate death. Um, I... <laughs> um, yeah, so but, you know, it was like that kind of thing with that you... I just played a woman. I didn't really play a drag queen, you know? Is it a character? So I'm sorry. I, I've got, I'm sorry. I, I get excited. I've got so many questions. Like, uh, it's okay. I, you can ask whatever you want. No, I don't care. I interrupted you. Keep I'm going. an open book. I'll tell you anything. Just be careful what you ask if you don't really want an answer. No, no. Like, like uh, I'm glad you brought up John Waters because uh, he's one of my personal heroes. I love, oh, my God, I love all his movies. Uh, I, Female Trouble. Cecil B. Demented, Pecker, uh, what, God, he was in, like, when he was in, uh, Seed of Chucky, uh, he was in the Lonely Island, uh, Creep video, uh, 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 you remember he was in The Simpsons? Yep. Well, and let's not even talk about Edith Massey, because, oh my god. Oh, please do! <laughs> I love Edith Massey. <laughs> my husband thinks I'm insane, but. Why, why, why would that be insane? It's such a character. Because <laughs> like, I, how could he marry you and not be okay with Edith? I know. I know. Everybody always says, "Oh, you must laugh all." The, he must laugh all the time. I said, "No, he hates me." <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you opening up like this because this is such a, a oh. rare opportunity to talk to someone that's in a safe spot. Um, obviously you're with Morales. I mean, like, uh, we, we went to a comic store the other day and like, we were joking about it and like, I was like, Hey, you brought your collector friend. He's like, yeah, I brought my goth giant guy. Like he's tugging around this weird guy that he's cool with. He doesn't, Morales doesn't give a shit as long as you're on the fucking level. He, he, he puts, right. he puts you over and I was like, dude, you don't have to do that. Alexis is already over. I've been to a bunch of new era shows, man. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're the fun ones, man. I remember just everyone just so happy to see you. And the, these two big tough guys, we got Cumbie and fucking Morales with Alexis, who is obviously probably more powerful. I, I, I honestly, when I first saw that, I, I wanted to see you fight. <laughs> I always wanted to do freaking like a like a six man tag match. Oh my god! Like the old Come school on. WCWs, where like you would get like a Heyman versus a Cornette. Yeah. I, I was always like I, in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do us against the Night Terrors and Stephen Powers. Oh my god, that would be amazing! Oh, uh, I would if we ever got the opportunity to do it. I would love to. What would you we know? I, call that match? Oh, it wouldn't matter. It would sell. <laughs> It was like one of the best things I want to say it was like Russell War 90, maybe where they did. It was uh, Jim Cornette and his Midnight Express versus freaking uh, Paulie Dangerously and the original Midnight Express. I remember that. I like, got uh, Condry and uh, Jack Victory ended up replacing the other guy. But um, 
but yeah, just like seeing like, like they all hit, I remember they all hit elbow drops and like Jim Cornette in his like full body gimmick. There's a whole, the whole red outfit. Yeah. It's a big elbow and then gets up and struts like he's Ric Flair. And it was like one of the literal greatest things I've ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> Well, Love that so much. I always, like, always wanted to do something like that, or something, and broke his heels or something like that. Do you remember no, that, that? That was the uh, that was the scaffold match he was in. Yeah, because he was he, he was seconding the freaking Midnight Express in a scaffold match with I want to say the Road Warriors, but I could be wrong about that part of it. Yeah. But he ended up crawling up the scaffold and like falling off and breaking both his legs. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. No, we're not we're not doing a scaffold match. Screw that. No. no. Oh shit. I, mean, I never even made it crawl up there to begin with, and if I would get up there, it'd be amazing. The wires would be, the wires would be stretched down to the floor anyway, so I wouldn't be hanging more than two or three inches off the mat anyway. Uh, Alexis, <laughs> you and I would be on the hunt, and this is like minefield as you know the word, but uh, when Tony and I go on the hunt, we find shit, and yeah. and we I, I would. All right, so we're going to have to, when we have some extra Minefields money, we're going to fly our ass out here if there ever is a Vanity Inc. reunion because there could not be a Vanity Inc. reunion without Alexis. And we're going to have to find, you and I are going to go barbed wire shopping. Okay. <laughs> Shit, there's, All right. we're going to go to a bunch of thrift stores. Shit, man, we got to find, like, we got to get, like, we got to go to a bunch of porno stores and find some fucking awesome shit oh i have you know did you know <laughs> i was just like i got a guy <laughs> i found out what sounding rods were in a porn store so we were doing a show one time see now we're messing up your timeline altogether no, because no, this like, no i've got this is like i've got the bookmark i've got the bookmark in my head keep going okay so we uh we were doing i think it was a court imperial court function um i don't know if you're familiar with the imperial court system in denver it's yes, like uh yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's a mess. It's a mess is what it is. But anyway, and I'm not <laughs> saying anything that they don't know because I've told them. But anyhow, so I used to be part of it. and That's we, why we're friends. The Empress at the time, we went to, uh, we were at, I want to say we were at the, what the hell was the name of that place? The Brig? Or no. The one down on Broadway. Um, You're not talking about the church, are you? No, 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 no. It was like the gay bar on the corner right next to the crypt. No, I haven't been to – I've only been to two gay bars in Denver, and that's not any of them I've been to. I think it's like – I forget what it was called now, and I went there all the time. Oh, the compound, the compound. That's what it was. So we were there doing a show, and we were like, oh, got kind of bored. So we decided we were <laughs> – a bunch of drag queens went to the crypt, and so then we had this guy teaching us what sounding rod or sounding rods is that what they're called? I think so. Yeah, what they were, and then you know I was like, oh, you learn something new every day. Now we got to get you a uh, like a like a jackhammer with a big ass cock at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just <vroom>. no. <laughs> Those things are made to last. Sounds painful. Man. Yeah, as long as if he, if he can hit a couple people in the face, that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> the the the, vis- if- the visual will be awesome. Like like especially if like <laughs> especially if you got to put it on the ground and start like <laughs> cranking it like a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you look. <laughs> 
Or Tony, you look kind of. Tony's like I'm scared. But <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell I got myself into in this one. Right you're again, on the, you're on the right team, brother. <laughs> well, I remember one time. I don't. I don't. I think it was New Era, and I had this idea where I was gonna. I think this was maybe when I was with Brokeback Billy still. But I had this idea that I was going to wear a thong under my dress. Mm-hmm. And then the opportune moment, I was going to take the thong off and use it to sh- choke somebody out with it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, like, came to the part where I was going to do this. And I'm like, where did it go? Where did it go? That <laughs> <laughs> at the time, I realized it's down around my ankles. <laughs> oh, you just did, so the thong fell down way before the spot. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Oh, I don't know what I heard about that one. I don't remember that at all. Jeez. Oh, so I messed up the spot because I couldn't find the thong. So your, your we panties had... were just ready to rock and roll. You just weren't keeping yeah. up with them. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right back to the timeline. Back to the timeline. Right. So, okay. how do okay. we get? How do we get into? How do we get into drag? Like, uh, you, you, like the you, you obviously had a godmother on this one. Well, when I, you know, I never had a drag mother myself. I never did. Um, but at the time, at that time, like RuPaul was just kind of becoming really famous, like with supermodel and stuff. Yeah. Um, Coco Peru, who I just love, who I still love. I actually named my dog after her. <laughs> Beautiful. But um, she was around, and um, I mean, it was it was kind of like when drag started to be kind of accepted at the time. You know, like like when RuPaul came out, and 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 it was like. It was just starting to get out there. Amanda Lepore would be on, like, Joan Rivers and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but, so, that was kind of like... Oh, hold on, hold on. Are you talking about the, Amanda Lepore was the uh, David LaChapelle's muse, right? Um, big giant, I think so. Big giant lips, giant tits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's, that's, that's David LaChapelle's muse. Um, okay. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there was people like that out, and um, and a lot of times, like you would see on TV, um, like the impersonators from Las Vegas that did like celebrity impersonations, and I thought, oh my god, they're making a lot of money to dress up and act like Cher, and I always wanted to dress up and act like Cher. Maybe there's something to it, you know? Right. Um. So I don't know. And then, like I said, I always dressed like women for Halloween. I was Cindy Lauper for Halloween. I was Tammy Faye for Halloween. I was all, you know. Please tell me you that's have some all photos. I Please tell me you have some photos of Tammy Faye, and you've got a. Uh, a crime. I posted them on Facebook. They're actually probably on my Facebook timeline somewhere. I gotta find this shit. This is awesome. Yeah. What was, yeah. What was her husband's name? Um, Steven. My husband or her husband? Oh, Jim Baker? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the devil, the devil took me <laughs> Right, I know. Do you ever hear the story about the guy here in Colorado Springs that did New Life Church? No, what happened? <laughs> he was just... Oh, wait, I did. That sounds familiar. Go ahead. Yeah, he... Uh... But go with it. 
<laughs> I gotta look up his name. New Life Church founder. He, um... <laughs> oh, that, that's Ted the Haggard. one that's that, like when you first come into Colorado Springs, right? On like the left-hand side? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted, Ted Haggard. Uh, basically anti-gay, running this huge church, millions of dollars, and they catch him. They don't catch him like traditional style, like, you know, like a politician, I hate gay people, uh, you know, gay right. people's wrong, gay marriage is wrong, and then, you, then they get caught, like, in a seedy motel with, like, a 13-year-old Malaysian kid and a big bag of meth. Right. Um, that's traditional style. What happened was, is he went off against the gay agenda, and uh, his boyfriend had had enough. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he did get caught with some meth, and uh, uh, Joe Rogan had the funniest fucking joke about this. He was like... The the I'm butchering it, but he's like I, I imagine that they the other elders of not elders that's Mormon the other officials of New Life Church uh, took him into the woods to a cabin retreat, and he's like I don't know if it was like when my dad caught me smoking, but <laughs> I imagine they made him smoke the whole pack. <laughs> Right. Came, came, back, came, came back cured. All right, so we're God. Did That's you did, did, did you have you it? Know. Oh my God! Right? Uh, did you have a? Did you have one of your buddies being a Jim Baker crying behind you? Because that would have been awesome. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but I, actually, my nephew was dressed like a clown, so I guess he kind of could have been Jim Baker. That pretty goddamn close. Was, yeah. She died of uh, drinking too much Diet Coke, by the way. Oh, that's sad. I love Tammy Baker. I actually have some of her record albums in my room here somewhere. No shit. I didn't know she yeah. did, like 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 spoken word or like she actually cut no, her record. They're like they were like religious records. It's kind of a a, a running joke between me and Connie Salas, Tim's sister. Good old uh, Connie Crash. Yeah, Connie Crash. Me and her are, uh, well, I'm not going to go into that whole thing. But anyway, we both just joke about Tammy's our Lord and Savior. <laughs> are, you, are you a religious person, or is it just kind of a lark? No, it's kind of a lark, yeah. That's funny, man. Like, how could you, how could you be an all-loving God and not love something you created? Right, I know. Well, but, when, you know, when, actually, um, Tammy was one of the first people to have, like, gay people on her show, like people with AIDS and stuff, and and she actually touched them on TV, you know what I mean? And she wasn't afraid to touch. Now, hold on, pause like, on that. Pause on that yeah. one. Uh, minefielders, um, you didn't touch a gay person in the 80s. No. Not when they had AIDS. Like, this was a person that knowingly had AIDS. Well, 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 well just in general, because... And, and yeah, I, well, yeah. I'm borrowing the parlance of the times, but you didn't touch a faggot. Right, right. You're it, right. You, you, because it was it was a gay disease. Um, right. And what a shameful time for America um, to... Man, I, I remember having gay friends when I was a kid. I remember uh, my mom knowing people that were gay, and it wasn't—I wasn't told not to touch them. But I remember seeing on the news that it was a 
and again, I'm I, and I'm not saying this to be controversial. I'm saying it was a faggot disease. Yeah, and yeah, that, you're right. That that's such a hurtful thing. Like just because you're you, and did you ever encounter that? Um, I, well, no, because I was, I mean, by the time I came out, it was, like I said, RuPaul was kind of out and it was kind of a more in vogue thing, I guess, at the time, you know, it was like a new, people were still not, you know, as accepting as they are now, um, which is kind of funny. This is the thing that I find kind of funny now, like these young queens will be like, oh, you're old drag, you're old drag, you know? It's like, yeah, but if it wouldn't be for us old drags, your new drag wouldn't be able to be queer on TV and prance around and do whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like Slipknot versus Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like mm. your Man. gay ass probably has more rights than it would if it wouldn't be for a bunch of old queens. Man, I'm 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 glad that you avoided that that scene because and just put in perspective, my fielders, uh, what I was talking about uh, was more late 70s early 80s yeah yeah early 80s but i remember living in england and hearing that and seeing it on the news but at the same time though i was um extremely fortunate because we moved to england in 85 and that's when mom got really into new wave and i was listening to david bowie Pet Shop Boys, uh, Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, um, New Order, Joy Division. Um, I don't know if I said David Bowie already, but obviously, um, I got lucky. <laughs> I got, I got really goddamn lucky. I remember seeing punks. I remember seeing queens like at the market, and it was just like that was just the way things were. And mm-hmm. I'm I. I remember seeing that shit on TV, like hateful shit on TV and still being like, uh, this doesn't make sense. Like I, I, I gave you a hug and gave you a rose. You, you weren't a disease to me. You were an amazing performer. Now Morales on the other hand there, like fuck him. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm just, I'm just breaking the tension here, man. Just, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that, um, and I hope our listeners can understand that this is this was not what's going on right now was not easy. No, no, and and it's come such a long way. Um, I think that even like the dynat, the reason that like a lot of the gay bars are gone now is because it's more accepted to just go to a bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, we didn't really do any drag sh- Since I've been back, we haven't done shows in drag bars. We've just done drag shows in bars. Yeah. Where, like, you're, when I first started, like, the only place that there were drag shows were gay bars or drag bars. What were some of the first songs that you would perform to? Oh, let's see. Come on, give me some juicy. Probably, like. If I could turn back time and like, um, I found someone I was really, you know, I did a lot of share back then. Did you ever transition out of share or is it strictly share? And then you found Alexis. Uh, well, when I, when I was here, when I started 
in Pennsylvania, I did a lot of share, which is kind of funny because now my daughter does all the share and I don't do share here anymore because she does it. Yeah. And, um, and she has, you know, she's much better than I was. Um, cause she has all the costumes and everything like that. Do you and, mind, um, do you mind expanding on daughter? Are we talking biological or are we talking surrogate, no, surrogate, surrogate, surrogate director? Okay. So, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not poking yeah. fun. I just want to put in perspective. No, 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 it's fine. It's like, um, kind of like what being a drag mother is, is it's like somebody you bring in to drag and help them and give them tips and, you know, teach them how to, do drag basically well, well let's talk about some of the more other things that go with the the, the drag mother thing here like obviously you teach them to do makeup teach them where to you know get some good sales uh teach them how to look good and teach them to be themselves how do you how do you teach them to deal with the rejection um i mean i well like i said we never i don't know that tequila's ever had any trouble either like it's it's very strange like i feel like if you're from here and people have known you all your life it doesn't matter you know like if you come out it, it's not as big of a deal i think if like an outside person came in and was out like yeah. at the time it would have been more of a issue but i think that if you've grown up here all your life and everybody knows your family and you know they know you and stuff i don't think it's as much of a is big it, deal is it like uh when i when i was going to school at, at ou in norman it was i was very much super duper faggy goth and but no one fucked with me because i didn't go to those places and they didn't go to ours Right. I mean, and I'm sure that was the same, too. I mean, like, I didn't walk around the streets of my town and drag, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, the only time I dressed like that was if I was going to the drag bar, if I was performing. Um, and as the years goes on, it's actually harder to get me in drag. I have to be performing or something, or I really just don't want to, it's a lot of work. And I, it, oof. How did you, uh, how did the dynamic with Vanity Inc. start? Um... Yeah, well, OG on that one. <laughs> yeah. Vanity Inc. actually started in Primos, and it wasn't any of the members that it was. It was uh, Johnny Crash and... Um, yeah, Polly B. Polly B. B. Yep. Uh, and Cobra Trailer. It was those three guys. But that was, like, really short-lived, and it never went anywhere. Um, but then we started Vanity Inc. at New Era where it actually took off um oh my god let me think about this now so i think what happened originally was i was with brokeback billy and um he decided he was going to retire so we weren't really sure what we were going to do with me because when i was with brokeback i was playing like a drag queen role and um and then we didn't really know what direction to go um and chris von lure what was chris von lure before or after Brokeback? that must have been before Brokeback, right i think it was before actually i think i think he's the reason he's, that he's, I he's, he's a big dude and he, he wanted to be like a flamboyant gimmick i think he was the reason i came to new era actually at all because possibly he, 
he was like, I want to do like this um, gold dust character. And I want you to come and be Marlena, like Marlena, mm. my gold mm. dust. And he's like, I want to come out and crawl between your legs. I'm like, well, honey, if you can get between these thighs, you're welcome to. <laughs> and he was a, he was a huge dude I too. I know. He he's kind of like filter as yeah. far as how God big that boy was. Oh, that's a yeah. big he was, he was a huge dude. Like yeah. I don't, I don't think he was as tall, but he was as wide as filter. Yeah. And he crawled out between my legs and he he crawled across the floor. It was it was great. I mean, I think it would have been big, but it only lasted like two shows, I think, and then he gave he like quit doing it and quit wrestling yes I, I don't remember the exact reason i know he came back for like a show at a at not, it wasn't a new era show though but he came back in a different promotion and literally did like one more night and then we never saw him again yeah and he was a really nice kid too i liked him yeah. a lot it's one of those things it didn't you know, ended up not being his not being his gem so then i was with broke back and then um then we killed broke back yeah, and then <laughs> Tony, Tony kneed me in the head and broke my earring. I was so mortified. Please tell uh, me, please tell me their finisher move was "I can't quit you." Could <laughs> <laughs> have been right. It oh, should have been right. Uh, he, he, Billy, Billy used a stunner. I don't know if he ever had a name for it. Yeah, but his, I remember his finisher was the stunner. But what a great character. And that's another person. If it wouldn't be for him, I never would have did wrestling because he was like the original person who said, you know, I reached out. I thought I didn't start doing wrestling until I was in my 30s. And I thought, I really want to do this. So I'm just going to do it. Hold and, on. Uh, hold on. We're, we're just joining the timeline on that one, man. We're still talking about Vanity Inc. Okay. <laughs> um, so Vanity Inc. Let's see. I think it was after Brokeback had left. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were trying to decide what to do with me. And then um, I think I actually went away for a little while. And then Xander asked me to come manage him. Xander Creed. Um, yeah, because he was doing the Hollywood actor thing. Yeah. And that's so, what we started doing that. We got the, uh, he got the 20, um, he had the 24 seven internet TV title. And then we ended up turning that into the 5280 belt because he could. The whole thing was that it was supposed to be defended anytime, anywhere. And he was so tired of it, he freaking was like, no, we're not doing that anymore. And we made it the 5280 belt. And then I think um, I was working with him. And then I don't know why we started. I mean, we added Bruce, right? That was Bruce cool. Rogers was there. It was Xander Creed. Bruce Rogers was basically kind of in a bodyguard role and yeah. Chris, Chris Rath was like kind of the, kind of the douchebag. Yeah. Cause we had, we had turned Chris Rath cause he was a pretty, it was a, you know, he was a good baby face and we, he ended up turning heel and joining vanity Inc off yeah. of a feud with Elias Castaneda. Wonderful man. So they done like a state of day done three matches, three matches on three separate shows. Each man got a each man got a win, and I think we ended up doing a two out of three falls match for the final, if I remember correctly. And at the end, of the, completely completely clean the whole way through. And the third fall, Wrath ended up low blowing him and pinning him. 
but the uh, we didn't read the room on that one, and the uh, the crowd cheered when he when he beat Elias. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we know. <laughs> All right, what did I miss um, here? What did I miss here? What are you guys laughing about? Because there's an inside joke you're not fucking telling. We. Uh, Elias, you know, he, he's a good dude, but not too okay with the getting kissed on the lips by the man. <laughs> no, 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 not even that. Freaking, uh, just uh, he had a he had heat with certain people in the crowd, and those people were Ooh. quite vociferous in their uh, distaste. Copy that. So. so. Um, yeah, when when the wrath delivered the low blow, the crowd the crowd erupted. <laughs> did, did did he tear a quad when that happened? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's so fucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't Kevin Nash himself? <laughs> yeah, my quad. Or Ben McMahon from below five. Um, so then I think, um, after wrath, well, Xander was going to leave, I think was the thing. Like mm-hmm. he was going to leave wrestling pretty much. And then, yeah, he uh, took some time off, took some time away. And then Bruce was going to be, um, he had to be out cause he hurt, he was injured and he had mm-hmm. to take, so we had to do something. Um, so then. That was about the time that um, Benny Bear started training, right? Uh, yeah, Benny Bear, Benny Benny Cumberbatch. Yeah, um, had had he'd been training for a while, and I think it was his third match. He ended up training, joining Vanity. He's a good-looking guy. What I need all around me, you know. And um, As you do. As you do. Really good, right, <laughs> and he was doing really good at training. So I used to come to training and hang out with those guys and um i thought well this will be a good so i think we ended up talking about that like i said i want him Mm -hmm. and um so we brought him on and then um bruce he was there for a while wrath stayed um but then bruce went out because he had he was healing from an injury so we kind of wrote him out yeah, I think, messed, I think he messed up his knee, if I remember. His knee yeah. or his leg. Uh, and then we brought you in. Mm-hmm. Which we've been, we were friends for like years before that, though. Like, yeah, you'd even managed me on a couple of occasions yeah. previously. <laughs> when I was oh, the real oh, game. oh, speaking of which, we got to pause this. We got to go into the Lucha story. Do it. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so, ahead, one of the first it. times we had wrestled, we, though. As soon as I say two words, Alexa's is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Tony's, we on, were at this, Tony's on the jazz we this, right now. Tony's on the jazz. We were at this random Lucha show because back when I was – I trained in Lucha for a year and was just running these random shows. And I, um, we just – S's and G's brought in Alexis for a show to be my manager at this Lucha show. And I'm walking around introducing her to everybody. And the, the owner was like uh, – he, he had a, an Exotico, a – you know. Uh, lucha, lucha, a gay luchador, basically. And freaking, so he's like, so I'm introducing him to. Then he happened like his name was Bella, and freaking, I was introducing 
Alexis to the owner who's next to Bella, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you might be gay, but this is this is my gay. This is a real gay." Yes. <laughs> and Alexis is like, "Oh, honey, we all real gay here." <laughs> oh, honey. Uh, later on. You're not going to open me in the bathroom because you're going to start questioning shit because I'm going to touch it in all the right places. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he said it, right, it the right way. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> Alexis, I fucking love you, man. <laughs> well, um, and then there was that. Well, we could tell another story, too, about the. The people. <laughs> oh, remember when, the sh- when we did the show up in Eagle? Oh, okay. The yeah. Oh, yeah. At, I so I was in the back with the boys, where I always usually am. Of course you mm-hmm. are, like fucker. And he's, well, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like um, this promoter. He's kind of like he's like Christianish, right? Like yeah, he's uber Christian. And um, so he's like, well, he's like, I th- really think that you should go over and be with the girls in their dressing, the girls in their dressing room, which was hysterical because the one wasn't a girl either. And um, and so I'm like, OK, whatever, that's fine. I don't care. I'd love to have more room. And I knew the girls anyway. And so I went over there with them and we had like the whole side of this whatever bathroom. I guess we were actually in bathrooms. Basically, yeah, it was a long bathroom. And it was me and uh, Tarantula and um, oh, oh my god, I can't think of her name right now. Um, was she? Was it Daisy? No, no, no. It was uh, the one that was with Chewy. Oh, Shade. Oh, Shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shade, yeah. okay. So it was us three. I forgot all about her. And then we're in our dressing room, and who comes strolling in but Greg Valentine? He's like, there's no room on the other side. Can I come in with you? <laughs> we're like, we put him in a shower stall in the back. We're like, you can get dressed back there because we don't want you out here with us. And he rolled his eyes at me. You remember that? I do, yeah. Matt, he rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> Cumbie, he still got heat with Cumbie, chopping him in the throat. Uh, <laughs> last, but that's okay. One of the that's last okay. Yeah. Off in the world, Cumbie. He ended up. <laughs> he ended up walking through the Wendy's drive-through anyway. Later that. <laughs> oh, with those two rats. That's right. <laughs> There's like video footage on the internet of him with these two rats. Freaking in a Wendy's, freaking going through a Wendy's drive-thru. He gets out and walks up to the drive-thru and orders food. <laughs> He's just freaking hammered. Pun fully intended. I got the cops called on me one time doing that in Guam. <laughs> we had to be in a car. Oh, well, he had to too, I think. But he did the most amazing squats that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. That's all, that's all he would do. The squats. <laughs> the squats. Get my squats in. <laughs> he barely even moved up and down. He was just kind of like standing there swinging his arms, mm. really. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh. Goddamn. All right, back to the timeline, Miss. Okay. <laughs> Miss Alexis. I almost called you Divine. 
Oh, that's, yeah. That's all right. I wouldn't be offended that's by a, that. That's a compliment, man. Like, uh, I was listening. Uh, Mark Marin was interviewing um, John Waters uh, about a month ago on his podcast, and it was just so wonderful hearing John talk. Uh, he's got that, if, if you're dating someone, you can go back to their house, the quote, if they don't have books, get the fuck out. <laughs> and and just talking about the like the, the I don't think the right word has been coined for for Waters and Divine. Like cuz if you're talking about like Ralph Steadman and um oh god, what's the Hunter S Thompson? Like the word is Gonzo for Steadman and right. and and Thompson. But what's the word for divine? Probably shock. shocking. Because oh, <laughs> what they were doing shocking, especially I, at the time. I didn't I mean, find it the, shocking. Even when I saw it as a kid, that wasn't shocking. It was just like, this is just another vibration. Well, I guess. But, I mean, think about the time when those movies came out, how shocking that must have been to people then. You know what I mean? Because that was like early 70s, maybe late 60s. It was uh, late 60s when Pink Flamingos came out. And yeah. uh, Morales, by the way, I just thought of another Mighty Ducks intro. Um, nice. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off camera. Uh, oh. <laughs> Miss Alexis, you're going to dig it. Um, but there's, there's hearing this man talk about free open love. I mean, he's not talking about like late 60s, like, let's fuck everyone. He's talking about just like, it is what it is. Right. And just shining. Like, like I kind of feel like when it came to waters, it was like, he, he was the type of guy that was a filmmaker that just, you know, when you pull a rock open, there's a bunch of like bugs crawling and you would immediately get scared. But he was like, no, like, let's find out about this bug. Like, this is a cute bug here. Like, right. And, and, uh, that may be a base way to put it, but it wasn't like, let's stomp them. This one looks dangerous. Um, how did that? Right. Okay, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, no, well I think I've used that philosophy myself. I mean, with um, doing wrestling, like I've said before to like promoters, I'm like, let's do like a, a Mae West character with me. Like, let me do, like, everybody is so, you know what I mean, so enamored. And it's, you know, I'm obviously a drag queen, but, like, if you tell people something long enough, they're going to believe it, you know? (laughs) If you tell people that this this is the, you know, they're going to believe it. And, you know, I I just thought that would be, like, an amazing... And we did have, like, a, a... uh, battle Royal for, for your hand over trailer. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> decided that they were in love with me and they didn't want me to marry him. So they all had a battle Royal to see who would actually marry me. It sounds like new era is the shit. Well, that, uh, that was that Primo's. Was pretty, yeah. Primo's ask her who won. Ask, ask her who won the battle Royal. Who won the Battle Royale, Miss Alexis? <laughs> well, everything <laughs> comes right around, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it sure does. <laughs> it was actually Elias who won the Battle Royal. So, yeah. That's, that's her ex-husband. Yes. 
Ooh, pucker up, bitch. (laughs) 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 Got them big juicy lips. Mm Mm-mm, we got this. This Alexis here. Yeah. Shit, man! Like, uh, we like I, I've got my mind swimming on like all the extra gimmicks, like to bring you back for Van and Ink, which is not slated to happen because this 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 Puerto Rican motherfucker is the stubbornest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Like, Damn! All right. <laughs> well, by the time by the time that it happens, I'll be more like uh, Gloria Swanson and. Uh, Sunset Boulevard, you know? Ah, that or not. Was... What about more of a... Um... Like I said, we'll do it when the time is right. I'll be a washed-up crazy woman with a dead chimp. That's what I'll be. How about we, <laughs> how about we go fucking, like, like fourth dimension and you're Laura Palmer washing up on the, the shores of Earth some lake? Two. And two. who who killed Alexis? <laughs> oh god. Well, you know, actually actually now that you It would be Elias. So I was um like I always performed as Cher West until I started doing wrestling. And I had friends that owned a bar at the time that I started doing wrestling that I did drag at. And I actually used to host horror movies like um Elvira at the bar too, every Wednesday night. And um so we actually decided when I started doing Alexis for wrestling that we were going to kill off Cher West. So we did a whole murder mystery show where we killed Cher West. Damn good pie. And like the Phoenix, Alexis Vane Rose. Damn good yeah. pie. Can I be the guy that just enjoys the pie? <laughs> Is it mine built after dark? No, Alexis. Alexis, this isn't this isn't Poontang Pie. We're talking Twin Peaks. Alexis, Alexis heard me loud and clear. Uh, <laughs> um, it's so funny. I was uh, before we started setting up. I was uh, cleaning cleaning up my uh, bookshelf, and I found some old Twin Peaks uh, fan magazines. And my, uh, one, my one of my best friends, Melissa, is a, like. She's the biggest Twin Peaks fan, and uh, I was like, I found these magazines, and, like, but I'm gonna have to, these are regifting. Like, a girlfriend that wanted me to get an exorcism because she was convinced I was possessed gave me some Twin Peaks magazines. I'm like, that makes no sense. She's like, that makes no sense. I'm like, I'm regifting something to you just because I don't like Twin Peaks that much. But she's like, so a chick that was really into Twin Peaks thought you were possessed and still loved you. And I was like, yeah. She's like, that. That's not even Twin Peaks status. And uh, I, I'm I'm calling Miss Alexis here on this uh, because we got like you got to wash up on some like pond in in Denver, and we got to figure out who the hell killed you. Oh my god. I don't know about Twin Peaks, though. Like, I don't think I ever watched it. You know, you heard enough. You, you got all the references I was talking about earlier, but, like, we, we got to have you washing up on, on a pond wrapped in plastic and who killed Alexis Vane. <laughs> oh, shit. I want to come back like Uni and, like, rip out my eye with a fork. That's Ooh. the kind of shit I'm talking about. That's hot. <laughs> just just don't do it divine style man i mean i know divine was always into like fucking realism but uh let's uh yeah i'm not 
Oh, no. Like, he was talking about that. It wasn't the act... It wasn't the fact that she was doing that to scare people. It was the fact to disjoint people from their regular world. It, it, it wasn't a shocking act to be the movie where some drag queen eats a eats fresh dog poop off the ground. It was, hey, the world is different than what you know. <laughs> and, right, yeah. And, and it was the late 60s, so why not, you know? And what what an odd thing to do, but at the same time, though, like, I think that's kind of a, a stigma that has been put on that because most people just think pink flamingos. Right. Is that a bad thing? Was, no, I don't think so. I mean, she did more work. She was actually set to be on Married with Children right before she died. She, she was, was actually she was supposed, She was supposed to play the mom, the grandma, right? No, uh, actually, I think she was going to play a man. And she was going to be like their neighbor. But she died the night before they started shooting the first episode. The original name of that show was called Not the Cosbys. <laughs> and Well, that was before they knew how I actually twisted the Cosbys. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh. Fucking Bill Cosby's in jail right now. He was raping motherfuckers. Um, let's talk about married children. Like, 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 let's do that. Um, okay. There was an episode where uh, Al Al was never anti-gay, anti-trans. He like there was an episode where he was getting his original football team from Polk High, where he scored four four touchdowns, one game. Um, where the the opposing team had challenged him that that they had cheated, and he got the original team back together. And one of uh, I think it was his linebacker uh, was. Um, now uh, a trans woman and Al got on his knees and pulled the dress up and took a peek and says, God damn man, like not all of us like the color on our car, but we don't rip the door off if we don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it was funny. But at the same time though, that couldn't happen right now because, Oh, obviously they're racist and they hate, like, like there's all these stigmas to that sort of thing, but he still played ball with the guy. Like it, it, he didn't, right. he, he didn't be, he didn't say you can't be on the team. He just said, right. God damn, like pretty extreme, like translation, pretty extreme, but like, yeah, we gotta, we're, we gotta win this football team, a football game. Well, and you know, in my opinion, I think people are too sensitive about everything now. Um, it's like, when you get to a point where you're so sensitive about everything, it it's more. I think it's more of a detriment than it is a, you know, like than it is helpful. Do, well, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Like, what what are the things that are going on in the trans community and the woke community that are detrimental to the actual trans community? Well, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not, I won't, like, identify myself as a trans woman because I'm not. I right, mean, right. I don't. You're, 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 you're a gay man that enjoys, you know, you know right. drag, drag culture, but 
but there's no there's no gray line anymore. It's either you hate gays, trans, or you're all about it. But like, it seems well, like I really like to me. I have a hard time, and I don't. This is, might be controversial. I don't know, but um, I have a hard time with people wanting to call themselves queer, but then if somebody else calls them that, they're offended by it. It's like, well, honey, that's what you're calling yourself. So now, well, how do you want it? You know what I'm saying? If somebody would say, like, oh, you homo to me, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> you know, I, I... Your point being? Yeah. You're right. I just don't... You know, if if it offends you for other people to call you that, then don't call yourself that. What a good point. That's, that's my kind of idea, but, you know, I'm sure it's probably not the popular idea, but that's, like... <sighs> I don't know when people make so much about every little thing, it's like, then you're, you just build more barriers for yourself. Oh, definitely. Well, let's, let's flip the, uh, the coin on this. What are some of the pro gay trans drag activists out there or movements that you are all about or subscribe to? Oh God. I don't know. Is it is I, it is I, it even a, a deal with you, or just are you in just are you in an environment where it doesn't matter? I do what I want. I don't ask anybody's permission to do whatever I want. I don't like, you know. I and I'm probably at the age now too, where it's like I do what I want to do. I don't really care if you like it or if you don't like it or if you like me or you don't like me. That's your problem, not mine. Um, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. So I don't really let anybody tell me what I can and can't do. The only person who can stop me from doing is anything is me. You're, you're very soft-spoken, but I've been in the culture for so long that I know that, like, uh, never to piss. I, I, I'd, I'd rather punch Cumbie in the face than piss you off. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cumbie, you know, Cumbie would make it quick, but goddamn. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like I think I'm really easy to get along with um, if anything I'm probably pushy sometimes I guess um, if I want things a certain way and but I I don't really like expect anybody to do the stuff for me I'm willing to do the work but if you don't want to if you don't want to do things to help yourself, then stay out of my way while I do it for us. Regardless. Yeah. That was one of the big points of Vanity Inc. The three of us were, you know, on all on the same page. We were all trying yeah. to, you know, doing promos, you know, getting shirts made, doing freaking, you know, promo picks and whatnot, you know. We were all, we were getting all that stuff together at the time. And that was probably the first time that actually there were people who wanted to work as hard as I did at trying to make, you know, make the whole unit look good. Um, yeah. Right. Cause you get into egos and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, well you're trying to be, you know, you're trying to outshine me or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to outshine you, but I want this to be the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. 
if you're not yeah, gonna got the, uh, got the rug, got the jackets, and matching gear. You know, if you're not gonna do it, then I'm gonna do it, but stay out of my way. You know. Those photos I've seen of you guys are absolutely phenomenal. Like the smiles is legit joy, it's legit rustling kick ass. We did what needed to get done, and we got over. Um, yeah. Miss Alexis, I want to talk about Morales for a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I've been called faggot enough that it should be my last name. I'm a weird guy. I'm tall. I, I've got long hair. I'm into drag culture. I'm into Madonna. I'm into. I'm a DJ. Uh, I'm into wrestling, and this. Billy Badass approaches me and wants to be my friend. And it's a shining light. Like, there, there's there's a lot of times, and I haven't talked about this with you, Morales, too much, but, like, where I've had some dark times. But I'll call him, and he'll just... He won't give me a pep talk. He'll just tell me about a story that happened to him. And I'm leveled. Like, like it's, it's one of those things like, um, I'm never comfortable. Like last night after the show, um, he's talking to everyone, uh, you know, doing the rounds like you're supposed to have to, at the end of a wrestling show, you say goodbye to everyone, you're talking shit, you're, you're having fun. Good show. Oh, we know how Tony can talk at the end of the show when you're trying to put the boys for <laughs> yeah. dinner, don't we? Dear? Uh, of course. And, <laughs> and it's showing up like an hour late. Yeah. Yeah, but like <laughs> he knew I was feeling uncomfortable. Like I, 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 I'm, I, I, I want to get off the roller coaster, and he cut it off, and we went and had dinner, and we we discussed a bunch of awesome shit, and it's different when. Mr. Tough Guy, because I'm not Mr. I'm a big dude. You're a big dude, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or ma'am. Uh, I, I, I apologize if I've, I've misused pronouns or uh, I, I just. Oh, I, I mean, ultimate you respect. You can call me whatever you want, but don't call me late for dinner, honey. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, I can't wait to. But, like, it's, it's a few and far between when you find a guy that is cool and wants to do business and. He he bought me my favorite Batman villain first appearance. Like when I saw it, like uh, I had already everything set up for the show, and he shows up and hands a comic and like check it out. I got it for you. Do you know what it is? I didn't know what it was. I had to look it up. Bought me Mister Zaz and first appearance number one. He just found it, and it's it's one of those things that. It's so important to people that are weirdos like us when you got someone vibrating in the same, like, parallel and wanting to accomplish the same things. And how did you first react to Morales? Because I want to put this guy over. Because, like, I told him, I told the minefielders, no, he's a professional asshole. He's our BA. Um, but, um,. Yeah. What was it like meeting Morales and, and realizing this fucking professional asshole is not only okay with you, but the complete opposite of anything that has ever been to you before? Um, Sorry, Morales. I, I don't mean to... No, <laughs> think about, like... 
Well, when I first, I guess when we first met, I was just really new to wrestling, so I didn't, I don't know. I I was just kind of, I don't know. I I mean, Dooley Trailer was actually one of the nicest people to me when I first started. I think that was before I even met you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he was like one of the first people I met. And probably, yeah. And then, oh God. Um. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I can't tell you about like. I, I don't know. I don't remember what my first impression was, but we just kind of clicked right away, and then we were just. I'm, I'm, we were just like really good friends for. From then on, really. I'm uh, talking about I think the, being around the, people that that shouldn't like you. That's what I'm talking about. Well, at the... I don't know, though. I, hmm. I have to think about it. Because yeah. I don't... I never really... Like, I never really felt that way. Um especially when I lived in Denver because I never really had anybody who didn't like me or who gave me a hard time. Um, but it's a lot like you said, like you don't go everywhere that everybody, you know what I mean? Like when you're being like expressing yourself or whatever, you don't go to other places. So maybe that's why I never really had, had that, um, even like the people I work with were all like really supportive of me. They come to my show, they come to my wrestling shows and, and, um, but I, I don't know. We just always really got along. Like we like, uh, so I don't feel like it was all that long after we first met that we did. Cause I remember the first time we, you managed me was at a mile high. Cause they did, they did before uh, new era went there full time. We did like a, like a, what make maybe like a free comic book day show or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like the comic con was coming and like, yeah. we did like a show there and we just kind of, and we just clicked, you know, we were, you know, if I put yeah. my hand somewhere for you to grab it, you knew where I was at. And yeah, like it was always, just, it was always just super freaking easy working with you. Yeah. We had, we had like a great, like we didn't even have to plan all of our spots or anything. We just kind of, Kind of worked on the fly, which kind of knew where we where we were yeah. at. So, yeah, yeah. I, would, uh, I wanted because it was know. against that. Um, I guess I think against JT Staten, if I remember correctly, possibly, or a tag with maybe the tag match with them. Maybe it was a different match though, but yeah, because that was kind of a jumbled day because it was like Dreamer mm-hmm. and it was kind of like. I don't know, but that was, that was the start of it, I guess. Yeah. Cause that was the first time me and you had worked together. And that was, cause I feel like that was around the time I like, got right after the broke back Billy that broke back left. Yeah. And it was kind of like, a, we just like, screw it. Let's just go try it and see what happens. Yeah. Cause we had talked about me joining vanity Inc for a yeah, good six months before I'd actually joined fully. Right. I always say that you're like 
the other love of my life. I I absolutely Aww. adore. I do. Besides my husband, like Tom is my, or sorry, Tony is my. Oh, all good. I'm pretty sure they know by now. So, <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's to sum it all up for you. That's that's like my honest truth. Like, he's just to me. He's just the greatest. Uh, I agree. You know, you were easily, you're easily probably the best, easily the best person I've ever had as a manager. And like I said, it was just, it was just so easy and everything just flowed. And you, you, me and Humby were all on the same page. And then once we brought in, you know, Biggins, Kevin Price, freaking the whole group together was just amazing. It was fun. We had a good time. It was a really good time. Yeah. Well, Alexis, how'd you get in with like, like, what's the transition from drag to wrestling or how did um, that happen? I, mean, I never, I never left drag actually to do wrestling because I was at one point, I was like the hardest working unpaid person in, well, in Denver. Well, I'm not saying you um, left drag. I'm saying like, how do you like drag and wrestling or like I said earlier, vibrating, same vibration, well, different parallels, but how did you get in the wrestling business? Like, or well, even I just did, in wrestling in general? I've been a wrestling fan all, like, my dad watched wrestling when I was a little kid. I used to love, um, oh, probably my first, like, memories of it is, like, um, world class championship wrestling, I want to say. Um, awesome. And then, like, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Precious and, and sunshine and and um and then when Cindy Lauper came into the WWF and stuff and and Elizabeth and then Sherry Sensational Sherry's like my idol and um I guess when I saw her that's when I thought that's what I <laughs> that's what I want to do um uh I wanted to be Sherry Martell then and Cher not, and not um, a bad not a bad parallel there Brady right yeah and so it was just something that I always thought would be really fun to do. And then one day I just thought, well, I'm not getting any younger. And if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it now. And it was like probably the most at the point where I was the most popular in the most, I don't want to say famous, because I'm not like famous, but the most um, popular I was because I was doing shows at the casino. I was doing the, hosting the the horror movies and I was just I was doing so much stuff I was in like out front and all that kind of stuff and I just thought well you know I guess I was always such so afraid to try anything and then when you get to a point and you get to a certain age you just think well you know if I don't do it now I'm never going to do it so why not you know And so I thought, well, I'll get in touch with wrestling promoters and local because I actually never even knew there was indie wrestling before I looked into doing it. Um, and then I thought, well, my first indie show I was in, so <laughs> oh wow, yeah, um, it was actually the Halloween show, the gimmick infringement show, um, for Primo's Carnival, and it was 2000. 11, I want to say. Um, and I dressed as Sensational Sherry for the show. Because um, I, I talked to 
broke back and I talked to Joe ahead of time and said, you know, like, I want to do this. And they're like, yeah, come down and do it. You know, Brokeback was all about having me join him. And um, so he said, well, just come down, check out the show. And if you like it, you know, you can just start doing the shows. Um, and so I came as Sensational Sherry. And then he's like, well, um, I think it was, oh, Romeo. Okay. Was dressed like Macho Man for the show. He's like, well, why don't you go out with him for the battle royal thing and so i ended up being in the first show i ever went to oh wow and then i just started after that. i just you know it just caught on after that um how soon after that was the brian panties match i saw you in well it wasn't long because like that was october and that was december so the two shows okay yeah um the i think the second show that i did um, I was like, well, why don't I perform at the show? Um, and Chef at the time was like, I don't know, you know, we'll try it, but if it don't go over, we're going to, you know, we'll have to cut it off. Well, it went over and it went over so big that he's like, I almost wanted to play the song again. <laughs> but, <I'm> like, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was kind of shocking to me how accepting rest the wrestling fans were because you know if you really think about like the the um what's the word i'm trying to think of not the dynamic but the wrestling fan you know like the type of people that are wrestling fans in my mind at the time only ever seeing you know the wwe or whatever right would not be the type of people that i thought would be accepting of a drag queen you know what i mean um so which well, i found out later was you know not true at all but um i thought well i'm gonna just do it and you know if they hate me i just won't go back anymore and um but it, it caught on and it was like it was wildfire at the beginning like i was everywhere i did like almost every promotion i think that was running at the time um the gimmick, eventually. the gimmick was over and it was awesome. Yeah. And, but at the same time, though, I feel like I'm lessening it using the word gimmick because that's not a gimmick. You're just being yourself. Yeah. Somebody said to me one time, I think it was Titus Machiavelli, the first time I ever met him, he's like, oh, that's such a great gimmick. And I'm like, this is just me. I'm just having a day. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what I do. For me, this is just. This is how it happens. It, yeah, it, it, it be, so it do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. you even ended up winning what the Miss R R NRW pageant or something along those lines. Oh my God! So that was that was another great story. We totally screwed your timeline, by the way. But oh. anyway, you gotta tell it. Gotta tell so it. I gotta tell it. We're I still also, going back and forth. You're fine. When I um. When I started, I first got in contact with Joe, and I got in contact with Matt Yaden. Because at the time, I don't think New Era was even around yet. Yeah, because we didn't start until 2011. It was either just starting or it wasn't around yet. I'm not sure. Um, But they were the only two promotions that, when I searched on the Internet, that I found. And it was um, NRW and Primo's. 
And so I contacted Joe and I contacted Matt Yaden and they're both like, yeah, come down and see what you think. And if you want to do it, we'll, you know, we'll work with you or whatever. So I did the thing with uh, Joe and then I went to the NRW show, which I, they never really knew what they were going to do with me and didn't really, nothing ever really came of that anyway. But um, I worked a thing with Michael Titus. I don't know if you remember Michael Titus or not. I know Tony does, but yeah, he ended up going um, to OVW for a while, being an announcer, and then yeah. came back and he's kind of quietly retired. We did a great, a great thing together, you know, for NRW and stuff, and and uh, we, I was in love with him, and I was chasing him around and everything, and he was actually really great to work with and. There's a whole, there's a video, I think still on YouTube of my date with Michael Titus, which is pretty funny, <laughs> but, um, uh, but anyway, at the time they were doing a Miss NRW contest and they had like all these young girls that were like valets and like ring girls and stuff. And so they wanted the fans to vote for Miss NRW. Well, <laughs> It ended up that I got on the ballot and I beat all the re- the real girls and I became the Miss NRW. I believe and, you won in a landslide, actually. Yeah, and it was like all fan voted. It wasn't even like a, it wasn't even a work or anything. Um, and so that that's how I became Miss NRW. And then uh, I did a spot with um. Oh, who was that guy? Eric um, now I'm not going to be able to think of his name but he did like WWE I think or maybe NXT Um, but he was like oh we did a spot me and Michael Titus did a spot with him where he's like oh just let the love it Eric Young is that right oh Eric Young okay from TNA yeah yeah. he's like Mr. Titus just let the love in (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But then it, I didn't really, they didn't really know what to do with me there. And I didn't stick around because I didn't want to just be, if I'm going to put in the effort to be there, I'm not just going to be, a, you know. Just another face in the crowd. Or or someone that's just there to put some gimmick over. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't even care about, that but it was just like I wasn't they wanted me to do like interviews and stuff and I'm like I don't want to do that I'm not a that's not my strong like interview other people so I was like she's a star damn it that's right (laughs) were you there tonight that I told that certain person at a store (laughs) at a show that I was a star oh no I think you guys didn't go possibly not yeah yeah when uh well, I probably shouldn't even bring that up. But anyway, I once told the person that was right. It's it's, if, 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 like, we, we always say don't shoot if you want to talk shit. But if it's about talking about a story that you're passionate about, go all for it. There's a difference between shooting and being passionate. Well, and I'm not really shooting on anybody. It was just a person who was running wrestling shows that really didn't know anything about wrestling. And um, actually, we won. You guys won tag team, I think, of the year, and I won. Oh, and they were telling me that they weren't going to use me; that they were going to put this person with. Um, 
another manager was, who was not. Was it Games Master, I think? No, it was, uh-uh, it was, uh, oh. Yeah, because me, me and Cumbie had already quit, and you had stayed around an extra month. Yeah. And I freaking, then I, they had pissed you off worse than I've ever been pissed off. Well, I was going to work with Chongo, I think, down there. And yeah, that's uh, what it was, okay. Yeah, and then they were going to put him with, oh. uh, with with uh Randy freaking uh Polish Prince not Rand, not Randy Rude it was freaking no, Randy Polish, um, Prince. Polish uh, Prince yeah they were gonna put it with him well that sent me over the edge and I was never I don't think I was ever that mean to anybody in my life before but I pretty much said that I'm an effing star and I'm not gonna be treated this way I'm leaving and yeah because that's that's when we left CSW the first time yeah so it was. You're talking about Dan? No, it was uh, Darren. Yeah. Darren was the old booker. Yeah. And he, he that didn't. Dude, you could you could have you could have put a freaking you could have put a plane in the sky with a banner, and this motherfucker wouldn't have known what was going on. That's bad. So I think that's the only time I was ever mean to anybody in wrestling, and it just was so mad that I. Yeah, and that was a month after we had freaking me and Cumbie were like, screw these guys. Yeah, I still have that award somewhere over on my shelf. I think <laughs> me, me and Cumbie used to exchange it every time we saw each other. Oh, ch- every month we would change out the uh, the tag team of the year award. Oh, so yeah. Well, that's that's uh that's what I got for uh the recording. We're almost two hours deep. Uh we gotta do some minefields after dork. I know. <laughs> that's gonna get us all in trouble. No, no, minefields after dork is not <laughs> I'm in trouble anyway, I don't care. Shit, I'm in trouble too, and fuck them because like that that's just you know what? Like, well we're gonna get minefields after dark and our you, you can't you can't tell me you can't call me a brother and not call me back. Right. Oh, brother, me softly, baby. brother, me softly. Oh, fuck Jesus. Then and fuck. <laughs> ah. So now are we? Are we're done? We're not recording anymore. We're done, right? Oh no, we're still recording. Yeah, we're still oh, recording because we, we still got to do the send off, guys. This is minefields. This oh, is okay. dangerous, and this transmission is over. Ooh, uh...